Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Up, IDP Army. Welcome to the IDP Army podcast, where we're talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. It's your man Jordan Reigns at Fifty Shades of Drunk on Twitter. Uh, senior writer over at Dynasty Nerds. Check out the Nerd Herd repping the set over there. Love my people over there. Love that. What's up, y'all? I'm back again. I'm going solo tonight. It's going to be real talk the truth about defensive backs in 2020. We are going to break down the top defensive back, your DB1s on the season tonight. Be sure to check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you like, you subscribe, leave a comment, tell me who surprised you in this list, who you expected to be here that was not, who you think is going to get up here next season. So, Appreciate y'all, like I said, showing up. Follow us also on Instagram, at the IDP Army. Follow on Twitter, at the IDP Army. And yeah, follow my man Steve, follow my man Caleb. We're out here doing things for the IDP Army. Appreciate y'all. So, I don't really have any news. Don't really, you're not really going to break down any injuries or anything. We're going to just hop right in today with the defensive backs. The number one defensive back of the 2020 season May was probably not going to come as a surprise to anybody. It was my man, Buddha Baker, coming in at number one, played 15 games this season, fifth season in the NFL, came through with 18 impact plays, 90 solo tackles, and two interceptions, kind of the highlights here, 279 uh, fantasy points in IDP, one, two, three scoring. Um, you know, another big season in the solo tackle department. He came through with 90. Last season, he led the league with 104 uh, which is a big feat from the safety position, obviously. That's what he's most known for. He's not, you know, when you think about Buda Baker, you know, you think the big plays because he did have that that the big interception this year on primetime of Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf running him down the field. That's where your head goes. Um, and you think of him as a big impact player, but 18 impact plays is a career high for Buda Baker. Um, so he's trending up, but he traditionally gets most of his points in the tackle department. Um, I'll show you guys that here real quick. So if you uh, IDP one, two, three scoring here, you can see he has, you know, 180 of his points came from solo tackles. Uh, that's 66%. Then he has, you know, another 28 points in the assist department. 
Um, so, you know, the, the impact plays he did have were mostly pass deflections, uh, 6.7% of his points, 18 points total there. Uh, tackles for loss, only 14. So I guess that means he had a scope. Yeah, that's seven, seven total in IDP, one, two, three scoring. Just double checking that. Only three quarterback hits. So he doesn't rush the passer. Um, most of his impact plays are going to be in coverage, you know, hence the the pass deflection numbers and the interceptions. The two big interceptions he had this season, back-to-back weeks, are only the only two interceptions he has in his career. So kind of crazy there. But, you know, going forward, he is a tackle monster. Like I said, he led the league in combined ta- or solo tackles last season, was way up there again this season. Uh, so Buda Baker, you know, being a young a young stud in the NFL right now, he's, he's in my top three. I think he's my defensive back two right now and overall behind Jamal Adams, who on a points-per-game basis, you know, just pretty much blows the competition out of the water, not throwing any shade at Buda Baker, but he had a great season. Love to see that from him. The number two defensive back on the season was Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer coming through with a smooth um, – how many tackles did he have total here? 91 solos. Um, you know, you you think of, of Jordan Poyer being traditionally a little bit more of an impact player, um, you know, and that's what he traditionally is. Since coming to Buffalo – you know, in, four, in the four seasons he's been in Buffalo, every year he's set career highs in his uh, tackle numbers. But each season since coming to Buffalo, his impact play numbers have gone down steadily. So while you think of him as being an impact player, you know, that's really not the, the truth of what happened this season. Uh, as you can see here, you know, 66 percent, 67 essentially in solo tackles on his points. And that's for anyone following along on YouTube. Um, You know, if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, check out the YouTube channel. You're going to get a little bit more bang for your buck with this is free. So you're welcome. Um, So then assist, uh, you know, a lot of points there. Not a whole, whole lot in the impact play department. A couple of interceptions, a handful of pass deflections. Looks like five there. uh, Two sacks. um, But these are his impact play totals the last three seasons. 15 this year. 16 last year. 2018, he had 23. In 2017, he had 26. So he's his impact plays are trending down. His tackles are trending up. The points are staying pretty consistent. Uh, something to monitor, though, with him. It, but it does bring a, a little credence to the idea that maybe if he gets his impact plays back up, you could be looking at a guy who now has a much higher tackle floor than we're traditionally used to with Jordan Poyer. And he's only 29. Of, you know, you think 30, 29, 30, so old. But we're going to get to a guy later on this list just shortly here who is 33 and finished as a top six defensive back. So, you know, old is a relative term, especially for the safety position. Um, you know, guys kind of stay there, can can hang out there a little bit longer traditionally. So we are going to go ahead and move on down the list. Number three on the season this year was Malcolm Butler's his seventh season in the NFL playing for the Tennessee Titans this year. Uh, he kind of slotted into that role that Logan Ryan had last year. You'll remember Logan Ryan was the number one overall defensive back last season. Uh, Logan Ryan did do a little bit more as far as impact plays. He had a couple of sacks last season, some uh, some, some big interceptions. Of, but Malcolm Butler did hit his uh, career previous career high in interceptions here. He had four this season, I believe. Was it four? Yeah, four interceptions this season. A lot of pass deflections, which is something that Logan Ryan had a lot of last year. But really, the tackles, um, you know, playing this hybrid corner safety role, he ended up with 100 combined tackles, which blew his previous career high of, um, I believe, it was 68, 69, 69 uh, tackles in 2018, also with Tennessee. So he's had both uh, two of his best tackle seasons overall there, but, you know, that's a big jump from seven, 69 to, to 100. So it's really about that position he's playing. Um, you know, I, I don't – I think that 
if he sticks around and they don't move a lot of things with the Titans, he could be right back up here again this next year. Again, we saw that role, you know, produce a, a number one overall defensive back last year, a guy that's in the top three again this year. Um, so keep an eye on on Malcolm Butler. He's probably going to be a lot cheaper in drafts this upcoming year than he should be um, just because he plays that corner position. And most people in fantasy football are looking for a, a, a box safety, they'll tell you, when they're looking for IDP players. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there are more than one ways to skin a cat. There's more than one ways to get points, as you can see here. Yeah, you know, tackles are a good number, but pass deflections can can get you a good good chunk of change if you're good in coverage uh, or if you get picked on a little bit. So Malcolm Butler coming in at number three this season. Uh, this is a guy that's going to be a little bit more fun to talk about now because his process, he's not he's not really old. He's really just coming into his own, and that's going to be Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates with the Bengals, 16 games played this last year, third season in the NFL, 21 impact plays, 78 solo tackles, 15 passes defended. Woo, 15 passes defended. That's that's some good stuff right there. 100 or 259.2 points in IDP 1 2 3 scoring for my man Jesse Bates. So what do you what do we like about Jesse Bates? Um we have 3 seasons in a row where Jesse Bates has gone over 100 tackles. That's incredible. We love that. What else do we like about Jesse Bates? His impact play numbers have also been increasing every year since he's been in the league. Uh, let me double check this really quick, but I believe, yeah. So his first year was 2008, 17, 18. He had 11 impact plays. In 2019, he had 14. In this year, he had 21. Now, granted, a lot of those are passes defended, but SE Bates has also been good for three interceptions each year he's been in the league. So he does put up pretty consistent uh, production. You know, like I said here with with the pass deflection numbers, those are that was what took a big step forward for him this year. The he has the high tackle floor hundred uh, each year for the last you know since coming in the league. Like I said, this year it was his not even his highest. He had one hundred nine. He had one hundred eleven his rookie season, but this was his highest solo tackle number in his career. He had seventy eight. So he's he's trending up as far as his play. He's trending up as far as his overall you know impact play production, which. Shortly backtracking, impact plays are any plays that are, uh, you know, moving uh, that are not tackles. Essentially, tackles are quarterback hits. They're going to either move the line of scrimmage backwards, or they're going to they're going to be a turnover opportunity, or they're going to uh, not allow the line of scrimmage to move forwards, a la the uh, pass deflection, which you know keeps it neutral, zero zero yards gained. So it would be a negative script. So that's what I qualify impact plays as. So Jesse Bates getting the pass defended, getting three interceptions, which are inner inner you know turnovers. He did have two tackles for loss this year as well, which he's never had before. Uh, so Jesse Bates is trending the right direction. He's a he's a safety I want on my team because he's extremely young. I mean, he's 23 years old right now um, with 300, 100 tackle seasons under his belt. Uh, and, you know, I, he's got room to grow. So you got to love that about Jesse Bates in his third season with the Bengals. That Bengals team, I, you know, the main thing I would really be concerned about right now as a Bengals fan is the coach. It seems like there's a lot of talented pieces there. It seems like it's an organization that's ready to turn around. I just, you know, I don't know if handing those keys over to uh, Zach Taylor was really the wise decision to make for that franchise. So anyway, we will go ahead and move on down the list. The next defensive back we will talk about is DB number five on the season. Like I said, the old man himself, Malcolm Jenkins. 
it, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, is, it's crazy. Um, 33 years old and he's putting up a top five season, uh, truly a testament to, you know, the kind of work ethic that he has and the the principles as a player that has to take to, you know, be in that position to get into the postseason on a team, uh, you know, so good for him. 25 impact plays. That's that's the number I want you to think about. But really, when you you know, that's what his career has been. He's been an impact player. He does, you know, 55% of his total points come from his tackles. He had a couple of sacks this year. He has a couple of sacks every single year. He has a high number of pass deflections every year. He's always getting a couple of interceptions every single year. Three this year, zero last year, but then an interception the year before, two the year before, three, two, two, three. He's he's a busy boy out there. He does not mess around. He's not just there to tackle. He's not just there to play assignment football. He's there to you know be an impact player and make plays on the ball. Uh, you know, also love career high tackles for loss. I'm sorry, let me walk that back. Second highest career tackles for loss numbers. So he's lining up at the defensive line. He's getting into the backfield. He's getting these high leverage snaps that you like playing predominantly box safety, playing, you know, a couple of hundred snaps, I believe is what I saw on the defensive line as a rusher. So he's playing this Jamal Adams type of football that, you know, is a really powerful, does some powerful things from the safety position for you. Uh, Finishes number five, like I said, still only 91 tackles. You know, he's never really been a monster tackle guy. He's only gotten over 100 one time in his career. But because of the fact that he does make the impact plays and he is an impact player, Uh, You can see how he can get up here like he did, you know, three interceptions, um, the tackles for loss. Again, those numbers are high. The sacks are always there for him. So love that for him. You know, we're a little concerned next year. He will be 34. You know, not everybody's ageless wonder. We got Drew Brees looking like he might retire. So if that's the situation and Drew Brees does retire, you know, I don't know how many of these old veterans are going to want to hang out there or not. So we will just have to see how that goes. Sliding on down the list here, we have Jeremy Chin, first rookie I've mentioned here uh, on this series. He, uh, we'll have a rookie in the next one on the defensive line, which will be next week. Um, 16 games played, 251.4 points for him, 117 combined tackles. You love that from a rookie. He's already out there, you know, basically leading his team in tackles. Uh, only 15 impact plays, though. So this is what I want to uh, point out for Jeremy Chin. Well, this chart, if you're looking again on YouTube, you know, it looks very colorful because he did have a lot of, you know, touchdowns. He had two touchdowns. That's a colorful stat if you're looking at the chart. Pass deflections, he had a handful of those. He had a lot of other stuff, but not a big number. You know, one sack, uh, two forced fumbles, um, you know, two fumble recoveries. So it's a very colorful, but it's not a big portion of his points. Most of his overall points, 75%, in fact, came from tackles. So it might feel like he's an impact player because he had that monster week. I believe it was week 12 when he did have both those touchdowns. And it came, like I said, uh, I said on the Dynasty Nerd show, which I did uh, uh, earlier this week covering defensive backs as well. It felt like it was a lot. It felt like he had a much crazier season because that came at such a pivotal time in the season. Week eight, when, you know, we were week eight, 10, 12, somewhere right there where everything really mattered. We were all kind of, and this was a weird season. There was a lot of seven and sixes, eight and sevens, you know, it was a, it was a crazy season. So it felt very, you felt very uh, validated and very hyper aware of the big game that Jeremy Chin had. But like I said, he's not really up there in the impact plays. I do expect that number to go up though, because he is already a, a basically a hundred snap percent player uh and that 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 panthers defense is young but it, it's fast and i think there's going to be i think there will be more impact plays to go around this next year and i i i don't think that there's any way that he's under 15 again so he's got a super high floor 
he's got a high ceiling, I think. I mean, to finish top six as a rookie, um, count me in. Love me some Jeremy Chin. Going on down the list here, we got number seven, Justin Simmons coming back again. He was a top seven or top 10 guy last year. He also finishes defensive back seven, 77 tackles. You know, he's not really a big uh, behind the line of scrimmage guy. He does not get big tackle for loss numbers. He had three this year. He almost never has sacks. I think he has maybe one in his whole career. Uh, but what he does is he, he, he makes plays. He makes plays on the ball via interceptions, which he has several every single season of his career. Um, let me double check this year. He had five this year, uh, four last year, three, two, two. So he's always a multi-interception guy. Uh, he didn't have as many pass deflections this year as he did last year. He had 15 last year, but he still came through with uh, nine, which is a, you know, a comfortable number from the safety position. You really would love to see it go to double digits, but we're fine with nine. We know he can get up in that area. He did have three tackles for our uh, Am I looking at this correctly? Three tackles for loss. He did. I guess it. three tackles for loss this season. Uh, that's a big number for him. He's you know usually only good for one or two. Uh, he had a four tackle for loss season two zero two and then three. So that's right around his average. So you're not gonna get that. But what you will get with him is a lot of solo tackles, and you're gonna get plays on the ball in form of interceptions and pass deflections. And like I said, his pass deflections. He has a 15 pass deflection season under his belt. This number 27 points from the pass deflection department. That could be higher and could have bumped him up the list even more. So, uh, again, circling back to the uh, the strong safety, box safety kind of argument. And I know he does play some strong safety as well, but if, if you're playing a free safety and they're getting and they're good in coverage, they get past deflections, they can make plays on the ball, they're going to compensate from the fact that they're not going to be 100, you know, 100 tackle guys. Um, that being said, 96 whole tackles still getting up there. So, Jesse Bates, or not sorry, Bates, Justin Simmons is one of the better free safeties to own in uh, idp and going forward he will be uh 27 getting up there a little bit in age but again i'm not you know the safety position these guys can play you know late into their careers pretty comfortably so we will move on down the list all right this is the fun one this is the chart that's going to look like nobody else's chart well it'll look kind of like uh malcolm jenkins charts but that is jamal adams look at all that green this man went off for nine and a half sacks that's 57 points that is wild. Um, less than 50% of his point profile came from solo tackles. He still put up a career solo tackle, but not career. He was second best career solo tackle pace of his career. He was like 4.7, I believe, per game. Let me double check that. I do have it here. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, he averaged 4.9 solos a game in 2020. Um, his previous career high was 5.3, and that was in 2018. So it wasn't even like his solo tackles were down. They were you know, up compared to two of his seasons, he's still out here doing crazy things behind the line of scrimmage with nine and a half sacks, put up a career year in tackles for loss in his shortest, most abbreviated season of his career. He only played 12 games and he put up career numbers in, in multiple categories. Uh, Jamal Adams is an, an absolute freak of nature. He's not human. Um, you know, you're getting three, four, five players. You know, when Seattle traded for him, I believe it was two first round picks. People thought they were crazy. But you can just see the impact that Jamal Adams has on the field, one, in the way he plays, two, in the way that people play around him, and, you know, three, just, just what he does on the field from the position that he's in, it, it's special. It's it's very unique what he's able to do. Uh, people want to knock him for being, you know, bad in coverage, but that's not what he's being asked to do anymore. I mean, he has seven uh, and 12 and six pass deflection seasons behind him. He had three this year. 
people are realizing that he's uh, able to rush the passer at a, an elite win rate percentage. Um, and Pete Carroll turned him loose and it rang up to the tune of nine and a half sacks, something that you're happy to get from any edge rusher. Uh, so to get it from a guy who's also going to put up, you know, close to five solo tackles a game. I mean, Jamal Adams is the Travis Kelsey of his position, uh, kind of like TJ Watt is the uh, Travis Kelsey of the defensive line position. These guys are just if there's a tier, they're in a tier of their own. I'm going to actually try to pull something up here. Let me see if I got it. Um, impact play leaders. Here we go. If you're watching on YouTube, I've got some graphics that I've been making, but you can see here uh, Jamal Adams is in the top of this list. Um, you know, these are all the top, I believe, like 20, 25. Uh, anybody that had over 20 impact plays made this list. In 12 games, he is in the top uh, 8, 10 conversation. Um, so you're getting an elite asset. You know, it's I don't, I don't know what else I have to say. Uh, draft Jamal Adams. He's worth it. You can reach for him at defensive back. I don't think he's going to get worse. I know people called for him to regress the previous year. Um, he didn't regress. So he's, you know, some guys are the exception to the rule. He's the Tyreek Hill of defensive backs. Like, don't poo-poo him. Draft him. That That's the answer. All right, we're going to move on down the list. We'll get you all out of here. Next on the list, number nine. This is one of my favorite players in the league right now. Marlon Humphrey, uh, the cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens. Don't let anybody tell you that cornerbacks can't be productive uh, You know, for your, for your defensive back spot. This guy came through with a monster season, led the league in forced fumbles. He had eight forced fumbles at 24 points. That was almost 10% of his overall score this season. Uh, big big solo tackle numbers. He had a couple of sacks, two and a half sacks himself this season. <clears throat> 27 total impact plays, though. So when you look at this chart, again, if you're on uh, YouTube, you're able to see you know, the tackles are a minimal amount. I think just barely over 60% of his points came from tackles. So 40% of his points came from other spots. Tackles for loss, he had a few. Uh, quarterback hits, he had a handful. He had a safety this year, uh, an interception. You know, plus he has the the pass deflection numbers, 11 this season, big pass deflection numbers. He always has good pass deflection numbers. Leading league in force fumbles. He's a playmaker. Um, 27 impact plays, career high, 82 total tackles, two and a half sacks, like I said, 11 pass deflections. Um, He finished as a top 25 guy last year as well. He was uh, defensive back 25 last year. He's defensive back nine this season. He missed a game because of the COVID situation. So uh, Marlon Humphreys, Get him in Dynasty. I love him. He's young. He just signed that contract this year. They know what they're doing in Baltimore as far as drafting defensive players and corners. Uh, and he's going to be an elite and productive asset for a long time moving forward. Uh, moving down the list again, we're going to go to Kenny Moore. 10th overall finish this season. Fourth season with the Indianapolis Colts. Played 16 games, 244.5 points. Uh, most of those coming, uh, a good chunk of those coming from the tackle department, but he was also an impact player himself. 24 impact plays, uh, high pass deflection numbers for him, four interceptions. Love to see that. Uh, you know, he's making plays on the ball, career high 68 solo tackles, 68 solos from a corner. Uh, that, that's good. You know, that's what's what you're looking for. And that's like I said, those are just the solos. Um, the impact plays are there. Tackles for loss for a corner. He's got a handful of those. He had a couple of sacks. You love to see that. Kenny Moore is a guy that I didn't call. I called for a breakout for Kari Willis, but when I did call for that breakout, I said the only two guys that I'm really interested in from the defensive back position 
on the Colts are Kari Willis and Kenny Moore. I said those are the other guys I'm going to be drafting. And uh, Kenny Moore came through with a big season. Kari Willis also had a nice season. I believe he finished defensive back 28 or 26, 28, something like that. But Kenny Moore is the one who really came through for you. Uh, career high 13 pass deflections. Like I said, he's a guy you're going to you're going to want to own. I mean, he's young. He's talented. These slot corners, you know, that are playing, um, you know, that have uh, the ability to make plays on the ball. That's what that's a that's a position you want. You know, you're going to be able to take these guys when other people are taking, you know, some of these free safeties or even just some you know box safeties. You know, when you know that a guy is a playmaker, you know, like Kenny Moore, you can take a guy like that maybe over who uh, defensive back 12. We'll talk about uh, Adrian Phillips, who's a very kind of like a, a boring kind of, you know, just a tackler. Um, so when you get a you know, when you're playing fancy football, too, you know, you don't it's not all just about the. It is about the points, but also when you're watching, you want to feel something. You want to feel emotionally connected to what's happening on the field. It's really, really hard to feel emotionally connected to an assisted tackle um, that, you know, it takes place seven yards down the field. It's really easy to feel emotionally involved on, you know, a, a, a third, a third and one. And, you know, your linebacker is across the line of scrimmage for a three yard loss. That's easy to be, you know, and that's, you know, that's a big play in football. That's a big point swing in IDP one, two, three, a tackle, you know, it's, they're, they're so common. It's hard to get emotionally invested in them, but so you want to get impact players for your team from a fun standpoint of fantasy football. You also want to get them because obviously they can help you win. Um, But just talking from a gamesmanship point of view, do you want to watch a guy make a 10 tackles in a game or you want to watch a guy make three tackles, you know, break up a couple passes and, you know, force a fumble. So, you got to know who can actually do that to draft that player. Uh, moving down the list to another guy who's a high impact player, Jabril Peppers, uh, one of the guys I really stomped my foot for, pounded the table for this last year coming into the season, had a smooth 50% of his points on solo tackles, 24 impact plays from Jabril Peppers, a career high 91 tackles, <clears throat> career high 11 pass deflections, career high eight tackles for loss. It was truly a breakout campaign for him. Uh, he even started the season off slow. I think he only scored 25 points in the first like three games, four games. But he went on a tear in the middle of the season where he scored on like he's averaging like 25 points for like a seven game streak. If you had him and you held on to him, I will say it was a little worrisome early in the season. But he really, he really set the world on fire coming back hot. Uh, it's his fourth season in the league with the New York Gi- Giants right now. 244.3 points he scored this year. Um, and again, he is an impact player. Uh, you know, he he's may, he's progressing as a player. He's looking more like the dynamic player that he was in college. You've seen flashes of it on the field, but I think this year in, in New York, you really saw him get comfortable in his role. And we saw that whole New York uh, Giants defense look good. He's an integral part of that. Uh, he, Blake Martinez, you know, we had Bradbury, Leonard Williams, a lot of guys that people kind of you know, kind of cast off from other places. Uh, coming to the New York Giants and really turn that team into something defensively. So if you play IDP or you play fantasy football, or not a lot offensively there right now. I mean Saquon, but even that's I mean that's a scary asset to own right now. But in IDP, there's a lot of hot guys right now up in New York. Jabril Peppers being one of them. Blake Martinez, who we talked about last week with John Macri. Shout out Macri. Appreciate him coming on the show. Um, He's a great linebacker, one of the top five guys basically every single year. And then Leonard Williams, we'll talk about him next week, maybe a little bit towards the end of the show. But he had a breakout campaign after basically me being left for dead by myself personally. But getting back to Pepper's career number, career season or career highs in a lot of categories for him, 
and that was even banged up. He hurt, hurt his ankle, I believe it was week two or three. So you really love to see that from Jabril Peppers. He's a guy that basically he's discounted. He's like a discounted version of, um, I mean, I don't know if Derwin James is even in the conversation anymore. I think people are kind of coming around on him. But he's a discount version of, uh, of Jamal Adams in a way because he does have the impact plays, but he also does have the tackle numbers too. So um, if you play in a return league, he did catch some punt returns this year and got a few extra points that way. So you love to see that. Um, and finishing out the defensive back ones for the season, we have Adrian Phillips. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, you're getting the the full uh, effect here because I'm pulling up all these graphics, which I have available for people uh, uh, over on the Patreon. But you see here, look at this chart. I mean, 67 percent of his points 67.9 so 68 percent of his points came from solos you have another 15 percent over here <clears throat> on assist so i mean he had almost no impact plays just i mean he had a few i mean he had some tackles for loss he did have two interceptions and some pass deflections but i mean this is a very boring chart with very minimal pieces and they're small pieces of anything going on total impact plays for him was 13 so this is a way you can you know gauge upside on a player um that's why you know i think it's important to separate impact plays from the rest of your tackle scoring basically and you need to look at uh, idp fantasy football through this lens because you can identify players with upside adrian phillips based on this chart what i'm looking at here uh isn't a player that has much upside uh yeah he's gonna get me my tackles when he's on the field but anybody's gonna produce tackles when they're on the field i want to know who's going to be playing high leverage snaps pass rushing the passer and i want to know who's gonna be able to make plays on the ball that's going to be pass deflections, interceptions, forced fumbles. That's going to be tackles for lost sacks. Quarterback hits are indicators of that. Who's going behind the line of scrimmage? So when I look at a chart like Adrian Phillips and I see all this bland tackling, and then I look at a chart like Jabril Peppers where we got a lot more going on here. We got and not just more big pieces of more too. That's going to be able to help me identify a player who is a playmaker and I'm going to want on my team. Not throwing shade at Adrian Phillips. There is a, a place for you know a guy on your team that is a just a, a tackler, you know, that's usually your IDP flex spot. I don't think anybody was excited to play Adrian Phillips this season. He had a couple of good games, but a lot of that is just the opportunity. And he was the guy that Bill Belichick trusted. I think whenever Kyle Duggar eventually ascends to this position uh, that Adrian Phillips played this year, we're going to see um, probably this tackle floor similarly, but we might see some more plays in there because he's a younger, more athletic player, uh, athletic freak, honestly. Um, in this second year, he could be in for a breakout campaign. So this is less of a Adrian Phillips tweet, I guess you could say. We're not on Twitter, but um, this is a this chart should indicate to you that Kyle Duggar or whatever safety it does win this job um, when Adrian Phillips leaves, which I think he is there this year, but. Who knows what the situation will be? Uh, you could be looking at a player if they are a playmaker with the opportunity to push themselves up higher. So quickly, I'm going to, before we roll out of here, I'm just going to review the top um, with you. Y'all, I see there's some people in here. We're towards the end of the video. If you have any questions, hit me with them. I will do my best to answer on the spot. But here's your top uh, 12 defensive backs. I'll read them back to you all one more time. If you're on the podcast, we got Buda Baker at number one. Number two is Jordan Poyer. Number three was Malcolm Butler. Number four was Jesse Bates. Number five was Malcolm Jenkins. Number six, Jeremy Chin. Number seven was Justin Simmons. Number eight was Jamal Adams. Number nine was Marlon Humphreys. Number 10 was Kenny Moore. 11, Jabril Peppers. And 12 was Adrian Phillips. 
Now, quickly before we get out of here, I do want to read you off the. Uh, I want to read you off the guys who were the leaders in points per game, because that might give you a, a better idea, you know, than just the end of season numbers, which is you know a volume thing. So your your points per game leaders, and these are in guys that actually you know played a, a decent amount of games. There are a couple of guys that are just spiked on there because they played once or twice. But Jamal Adams had twenty point six points per game. The next guy down was Buda Baker, eighteen point six. He averaged points per game. Uh, Jordan Poyer, 17.6 or 17.1. Jeremy Chin, 16.8. Uh, we have Malcolm Butler, 16.6. DJ Reed, who played about half the season for San Francisco, he was 16.6. There's a guy you might want to keep your eye on, um, for the Niners. Marlon Humphrey, 16.4. So he was the ninth in points per game. Jabril Peppers was 10 and 16.3. Jesse Bates was 16.2. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, 15.9. Those are the top 12 points per game. And honestly, I'm going to give a little shout out here. Carl Willis was 15.7, number 13 in points per game. So that just gives you an idea of the guys who were points per game leaders versus, you know, cumulative season leaders. Uh, hopefully that gives you an idea of maybe some guys that weren't on that list to look for. But yeah, IDP Army, that's pretty much it for me. You don't have any comments or questions over here. Nobody's feeling sarcastic or wants to, you know, grill me. So appreciate y'all. Thank you for tuning in. If you are watching on YouTube, hit like, hit subscribe, leave a comment, you know, tell me what I should be doing in the near future because I'm finishing this series up, the real talk uh, about defensive line. That's going to be next week. And once I get past that, I'm kind of open to suggestions. We have, you know, we maybe do some senior bowl type stuff, maybe do some some prospect stuff. But, um, you know, that's not really my world. I'm more in looking back at, you know, Dynasty and the players that kind of got us here and moving forward, you know, spotting breakouts, that kind of thing. But if you guys are interested in that, let me know. I'll do some research on that. I appreciate you, IDP Army. Uh, go subscribe to the Patreon if you all want to support what Steve and I got going on over here. We are trying to build the brand. We're trying to help you all win your IDP Fantasy Football Leagues with some style, with some grace, have some fun. But, yeah, that's all for me tonight. I hope you all enjoyed it. Have a good one. Till next week, IDP Army. I'm out. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock. Got a plan. Gotta get stocks. Keep them bands. Hear the clock tick. Blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you switching it up. And you living it up.